Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, a podcast about a bunch of mates trying to look sport sports smart while the rest of them banter each other back down to size. My league baptised name is the biggest tiger, as christened unto me at the Church of Rugby League, Leichhardt Oval. You've found me dumped ceremoniously into Bowman's best-kept cupboard, a room so small that we can only fit half of the wrapper Biggie Smalls. Squeeze. <laughs> Squeezing our talentless drones into podcast perfume are the two best producers. Sorry, only one this week. Best producers beer can buy. Mr. Merchandise. To my left is a man that puts moaning into talentless droning. It's Miguel Sanchez. Hi. And, Hi. And to my right is a man absolutely, oh, sorry, obtusely aware of how good a song is when it's being played, but acutely aware of a good sports game. Being played, it's Dr. Hauser, MD. What an intro! Mm. Now before it's very convoluted, <laughs> very convoluted. Now before we go any further, please note, employers, that these views are our own, so no more complaints from our managers in the Clag Glue Tasting Division. I no longer work there. They fired me. Did they? They didn't yeah. want you to stick so around. I can say whatever I like. Oh, <laughs> excellent pun! You're the glue that keeps this podcast together. Uh, let's have some beer editors. Uh, please lean in and start. The, uh, we are, of Ooh. course, opening these with the greatest bottle opener of all time, the 1980s West, the nineteen eighties Balmain Tiger, Year of the Tiger bottle opener. I didn't realise Christmas came so soon. And I made a wish last week and <laughs> look what happens. Which what, was you got a beer? Wish? We were talking about the Balmain. Oh, the Balmain, yes. That's the the Balmain Pale Ale and how good it was. Yeah, and, and here we are. And I was talking about what would be the next good choice. And here it is. It's actually a really pleasant colour, which I don't often say about beer labels. Mm. It's a beautiful Is that teal? Blue. Would you call that teal? Mm. Lime? The most beautiful tiger would aqua. know what colour it aqua. is. Aqua. That was my next option. I don't think it's aqua. I'm going to no. put that out there. Fair enough. Yeah. It's actually the same colour tape that Miguel's taped the stocking to the... Oh, I didn't tape anything. Oh, not Miguel. Sorry, merchandise. I'm getting credit for something I didn't do. Uh, speaking of credit, the stuff you didn't do, what was your weekend like? Uh, it was good... Did some trivia on the Friday, oh, yeah. which I won't go into too much detail about. Big but fundraising trivia. Yeah, Bob. but very interesting. Did you win? No, we did terribly. The table was rather depleted in terms of participants and the questions I feel like were geared over my age range. Uh, uh, there are a lot where I just, I didn't even know where to start. A few sports questions, which I got correct, right. which I felt good about and... The boss of all bosses, looking very impressed that I got that right. So that's <laughs> the clad right glue manager du jour, <laughs> yeah. right? And I was at Young Henry's last night for, I get it. Well, I already told you who it was, but this person was referred to as the paddle pop line <laughs> at the previous place of work because of their hair. So and that, he is also a massive West Tigers. Yeah, fan, the only so one that would rival you. Pop. Yeah, to the paddle pop line. So it was his birthday. I uh, had a few beers there, which was really quite pleasant. And uh, what about you, Doctor? I've had a. A good Look how loungy you are over there, like you've got something up your sleeve. <laughs> Had a good busy weekend. Saturday was... Don Burke? I'll talk about... No, there was no Don Burke. Okay. Actually bought a new set of wheels <gasps> oh, this week. Two dang. wheels. Not a two wheels. A new, a new scooter to replace my 1998 Honda Barley, which just eventually Did I see that scooter apart. in the car park? Possibly. Yeah, you would have seen the new one, yeah. Hey, that yeah. did look quite shmeta. The old one couldn't go any further, so nah. I had to go and get Your old one had all these excellent tricks where you needed to, like, Ooh. push it slightly to the left and then tap it three yeah. times before the lights there would were, come there on. There were quite a few tricks to it, but when I was going around trying to find this one, there was a few prerequisites from the um, sales guy, and they're like, okay, how fast do you want to get? No, 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 how many cases of beer can I put at my feet? And <laughs> can I um, carry bags of cement when I go to Bunnings? So... <laughs> I don't think I've heard that much before. Tick, tick. <laughs> and I found it. Uh, I had a excellent Saturday night. Rob had a 30th, and so you might remember them from previous podcasts. If I wasn't invited listening. to that. Nor should you have been. Oh, okay. I'm glad that you've said that because yeah, it was it it wasn't a work thing. Yeah, I wasn't. Whenever, I wasn't thinking that was there the wasn't case. a huge amount. But of secretly, I was waiting until you just clarified yeah, that. No. Thank you for that. Uh, and so it was the people that I went to the rodeo with. So if anyone was listening back then, that's uh, Rob and Q-Ball, Knockover Nick, uh, Sissy, and then a whole bunch of other people. And it was great. It was a surprise for her. It was at some pub that had an excellent rooftop vibe and she was very surprised, except for, of course, they had the the uh, like the like um, the, the friend that you have to have that turns up late, which is the same time that the guest turns up. 
So she said she had some friend that was from Melbourne, all of a sudden was just walking into the bar as she was. Oh, hey, man, what are you doing here? She was just like, oh, uh, I don't know just what meeting a here. friend. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Nailed. There's always one. Yeah, anyway, excellent night. Pushed on, went to some karaoke bar. Neck minute, I had to go home. So the... <laughs> the for an undisclosed <laughs> reason. Yeah. For, the Tigers are about to kick off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the... The wrap-up of the Saturday games ended pretty loose because I was writing them half-cut. Uh, unlike the rest of this podcast, which is usually quite straight and narrow. <clears throat> uh, anything else that happened on the weekend that we should... Other than, obviously, the well, sports? Let's get started. Okay. Play. The West Tigers have continued their walk along the NRL tightrope. Oh, have they? Let's get that at the end, though. We won't do that right now. But I just want to remind everybody, who are, who are, who are we? Where the Tigers? Can't you see? Uh, Thursday the 10th, Rabbits and the Dogs at Withdrawal Stadium. Just throwing that. That's what it's called, is it? <laughs> no. It's called the ANZ Stadium, but it's my <laughs> pathetic excuse of a joke. Anyway, the Rabbits won 28-14. God damn, the dogs are diabolical. Souths are a team playing average football, and I don't mean that as an insult. They just do as much good things as they do bad. But to have an average team put 26 points on you is terrible. Dogs can be summed up in one call. Shit house. <laughs> Dogs now with a slow play of the ball, coming out wide through the hands. Oh, there's nothing on here. Oh, the ball. That was a poor pass. Oh, they've knocked it on. That was... Is that your Rab's impression? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, God. So oh! And, and so that was their entire night. In fact, both tries they scored uh, were off drop balls from the... From a, they dropped the ball and, they, and Rabbit scored in the following set. So poor. After all the terribleness, no, I'm going to start that again. They scored twice, and off the kickoff, when they got the ball back, they knocked on immediately, and South scored both of the two tries off that, which is terrible. After all the terribleness of the dogs, it wasn't the worst part of the game. Ray Hadley's call, that's not Ray Warren, Ray Hadley's call was the worst footy call I've ever heard, ever. And I usually don't bag commentators, like I don't usually bag refs, but wow! It was like listening to a full, listening to a full shit old man sitting on a train, talking loudly on his phone about something he knows very little about. But he thinks he knows slightly more than the person he's talking to. So you're just sitting there wishing the entire time that the train would flip and that you would all die on a fiery death or that Foxtel would let you Chromecast your TV so you would never have to watch Ray Hadley ever talk again on Channel 9. Anyway, I like South. I was happy that they won. Bulldogs mm. continue their descent Bottoming into out. the pit. Mm. Matty Boom. Free fall. Mm. It's Boom. great to see. <laughs> <laughs> Matty Boom, the uh, epic legend, through text message wrote, the fact that Kevin, his incredibly cute dog, is still in the room during this really shows how much of a bludger of a game this was. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I jumped up in anger or excitement once. Having said that, beating the dogs because... Having said that, I love beating the dogs because I'll never forget them cheering when Renault got, that's there, Adam Reynolds, got injured in the 2012 preliminary final, which cost us the game. Happy for a win and to see young fellas Crichton, Murray and young Daddy Longlegs, Campbell Graham, play well. Side note, the NRL should have an NBA-like three-point shootout for kickers of each team. Adam Reynolds would be like the Larry Bird of that shit. He means in like a, and we've got to get him on the pod to talk us through because he's got excellent ideas about this, but during rep round you would have like some crazy NBA. You know how they have a thing where you get like a whole basket of threes yeah, and you're yeah, potting yeah. them and you get like 60 seconds? He wants to get a vibe like that during rep round where you get, you put balls, pit, you know, set up all over the first, yeah. the, your half. You get two minutes and you putt as many as you can. Great idea. Well, there's yeah. those Gatorade trick shots that, or Powerade trick shots which the codes have been doing yep. for quite a few years, but they would be an awesome sideshow as well at each game, not yeah. just in yeah. the... But you add on to that, like, And then you get that fleb on from the crowd to win a car. Because <laughs> yeah. I love watching the old, the junior rugby league run up and down the field and pass the ball and have a relay, mm. and notoriously someone cheats and yep. they win. But <laughs> it's just, it's not a spectacle for halftime. No. And also it gets a little tiresome. That's right. Anyway, <clears throat> Pat Picanti <laughs> wrote, <laughs> first South game of footy in a month that hasn't left me in a puddle of frustrated tears. After weeks of terrible offloads and incomplete sets, this game was a breath of fresh air. 
But what feels best is putting two points between us and the Bulldogs. Because everybody hates those guys. Friday the 11th. Can I just interject there? Please. Big shout out to PP because she watched the Tigers game and listened to the podcast at the same time of last week. Yeah, she must have been wet in the pants <laughs> after that. That's not what I was implying. <laughs> thanks for taking that step further that yeah. where it didn't need to go. Big shout out to Pat Picanti as well. Hi, mate. <laughs> Friday the 11th. <clears throat> the Paramatta Seals and uh, Newcastle were again at Withdrawal Stadium. 10 to 29, this one went to Newey. Knock, knock. Who's there? The fucking police, because we've had it up to here with this fucking pity party in Newcastle. Party's over. <laughs> it's been going on for a while That's now. Nice. And your pathetic playlist, playlist. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> but now the music is too loud and there's far too many people having a good time. It's late in the season, so just... Stay at the bottom of the ladder for the rest of the year quietly and push on next year. Newey just looked way too good in this game. They got up early and never let up. Gagai had a Queensland-esque game and Brockland continues to be really great. Ex-Tiger Mitchell Moses seemed to have lost his cool during this game and a lot of my Tiger tweeps were loving that on the, on the feed. The best part of the coach... Oh, the best part was that coach... Brad Arthur had written, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but he wrote to all of his Parramatta members asking that their employers let them off early. I so saw that. Game I saw that earlier in the week, yeah. <laughs> what a legend. Anyway, I hope a bunch of them turned up because they would have got absolutely <laughs> pumped about Newcastle. <laughs> anyway, I got a message I got a message so from Mary Kay, the legendary lady who runs Ladies Who League and a bastion of champion championing championing women's sport. She's a massive Bills fan and she wrote, I'm absolutely delighted for the Knights, particularly Brock Lamb, who had come leaps and bounds since that miserable Dogs game. For Parramatta, success this year looked like playing finals. We will reach that goal. I'm not surprised we dropped a game after winning six in a row. Some poor refereeing decisions, but sometimes go, calls go your way and sometimes they don't. That's footy. I thought that was a nice it's a pretty level-headed. Yeah. No wonder she's so successful in the um, rugby league media world. Just being nice to the Knights, like that tune we were talking about about three weeks ago. Those mm. backhanded compliments. Mm. They look like they're having fun. Yeah. So both your secret desires of the Tigers bottoming out are coming true because the Knights keep winning and I hate you both forever. Friday, also on the 11th, the Bronx and the Sharkies were in Brisbania and the Bronx put on a 32-10 to 10 drubbing. Last week when the Broncos pumped the Shitans, uh, the Broncos looked good but it was against a poor team. They dominated the Sharks though in this game, which is a, and they're a top four team than the Sharks for almost the entire game. Sharks are absolutely limping into the finals, while the Broncos are just charging the full steed towards it. Steed. They're the Broncos. <coughs> Sharks. Yeah. Who wrote Sharks. this? <laughs> oh, I did, and I was sober at this time. Sharks for the year had a bad start, but then they'll come good. Now it appears they've lost that ability to come good late in the game and the Sharks just looked bad the entire time. Errors and bad defence just destroyed them the entire second half. Maloney, who I love and usually is excellent, had come back from urge, sorry, from injury probably too early for the Sharks and had an absolute shocker. He had 10 missed tackles and they scored off almost, off almost all of them. Milford, playing in the same position but for the Broncos, had an incredible game. And that was not actually the difference though. Brisbane, from the kickoff, were just better all over the park. They looked like winning from the whistle. Sharks need a lot in the next game to make people believe again. Bronx, I'm not... Uh, sorry, Bronx, I'm not also thinking... Sorry, Bronx, I'm now also thinking will meet the Storm in the grand final. The Chicken Palmer sent another edition of his book, another part of the... Uh, Magnum in, Opus. Yes, thanks, that's what I'm looking for. Here's another excerpt. Broncos are genuine premiership contenders. They are coming good at the right time of the season. Football has never looked so sexy. That's right, sexy. Oh, he wants me to bellow it. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Their attack is slick and the defence is solid. Mo Moga was barnstorming and Boyd was instrumental in leading the team. It would be sad to see Marshall leave at the end of the year to go to a better club. By the way, I was being sarcastic. Broncos to win by 30 next week. Dang. Do you know where, the Bron where he's... Oh, I'll leave that to the end. There was also Gallon, Paul Gallon's 300th game. What do you guys think of that bloke? Loves a fight. Yeah, I'm just thinking about what fights he's got lined up I don't know after how the much season. More his brain he's got Sammy Williams, I think. Does he? Because mm. he doesn't seem like the last four, two to three years, he's hasn't been really. He's been playing some good rugby league, but he just also. How has, often does he box? 
in the off season, it seems. Yeah, and I feel like he's got very little wiggle room in terms of like mental capacity to work with. No. By did he boxing. sign another the training for boxing? You could do for training for football. Did he sign another year for twenty eighteen? Yeah, recently? with the Sharks. Yeah. he's so, also I think signed on with ABC. No, Triple M, I think as well. Right for a big that. unit, he's doing well. Yeah, mm. and and he doesn't. Say, and he's I mean, joined the prestigious club. Of 300 games. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, there's only 20-something people who have done that. But also, Talis and um, Dell, as I often say, sound like they've just necked a whole bottle of cough syrup before they ever go on and say, slur through a game, whereas Gallon at least doesn't sound stupid Nearly during the game. Anyway. Saturday the 12th, Dogs... Uh, sorry, the Dragons and the Shaitans at not-so-jubilant Oval. <laughs> 42-16, the Dragons put it on them. And Mr. Merchandise was there. Yes. Good music. He's, He's nodding uh, tiredly because it was a terrible time or a good time? No, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time, he thinks. Dragons just dominated from the outset. Did you watch the game? Or you just tooted? Yep. It was 22-0 <laughs> at half time. <laughs> it was 22-0 at half and it looked like it was going to be another Broncos-Titans game like last week. It looked like the Dragons had a run of the green as all of their passes hit a man and the kicks held up. But when you lie this game next to the Broncos game last week, it's obvious that the Titans are still reeling from their massive loss to the West Tigers. <laughs> it seesawed a bit in the second half, but by then it was all done and dusted. Dragons still gagging for a go at the eight. They are. Saturday the 12th, Storm and the Rooting Stars were at the Muddy Yarra. 16 to 13. This is a bizarre scoreline. Yeah. yeah. Such an important... Oh, well, I'm drunk in this one because there's... There's problems in the first three words. <laughs> Such an important game for both teams concerning the table. Melbourne started strong. <clears throat> and for the first 20 minutes, they looked on top but could not get any points. But then, one of my favourite things in rugby league happened, a penalty try. That was quite controversial. Yeah, they all are. Yeah. Well, that one in particular. They are so rarely seen as people seem to think that the referee needs to be beyond reasonable doubt and the player would have definitely scored on all of this. And so you hear people saying, but sir, you can't be certain, you can't be positive because what if the wind changes? <laughs> anyway, that's the thing about being a ref. They get to choose. It's their decision. They're watching the game. They make a call immediately. The rule actually reads, the referee or rev- review officials may award a penalty try if... In their opinion, a try would have been scored but for the unfair play of the defending team. A penalty award is tried, uh, is award, mm, the penalty try is awarded between the goals irrespective of where the uh, offence had occurred and that was taken from the 2016 NRL Laws and Interpretations, page 16. It was so good, so good to see. Easily my favourite part of rugby league. That's what I thought, but it turns out my next favourite thing is seeing convicted sex offender Blake Ferguson injured. And not just... That, but he didn't score while being injured, which was great. <laughs> Excellent. And I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was his sexual offending arm that was also popped out of place. So Ooh. tick, tick, tick. Karma. I don't usually wish injury on anyone. And look, if this was a season ending injury or a life-threatening one, I wouldn't be making a joke. But I do love seeing him fail. So suck, shit, fuck, wit. <laughs> you would love to know that I had... <laughs> <laughs> That's the best joke by far. <laughs> Hashtag Definitely drunk makes. at the time. Two Uber drivers this weekend for me. So one on the way to the party on Saturday, yep. talking about league, and I mentioned I was on a podcast. We got into the territory of Blake Ferguson, and he was just about, I feel, to go on a tirade, very yep. reminiscent of something you would say yep. before the, the ride ended, and we, you shook hands, see you later. Mm. The guy on the way back, I feel like <laughs> different bloke, yeah. Picked up exactly where I left off. <laughs> yeah, right. He's lived in the AC. He's obviously a Roos's supporter. Yeah. He, he just went he to town. Up. Yep. And I was pretty pretty inebriated by then, so I was just sitting there receiving all of this, <laughs> this hate, but you've, you've got to love that. No, I do love that. The second half... He's got to be dropped. He's done. The second half gave the Roosters hope after they scored and got a field goal to go ahead. Thankfully, though, and I can't believe how much I hate the Roosters for saying this, but thankfully the Storm took the lead with a well-worked, well-worked forward pack try on the buzzer. I'm not a Melbourne supporter in any way, so I must really be deeply hating the Roosters for feeling excited about this. Yeah. Saturday the 12th again, the Penny Panthers and the Cows at the Frozen Oak, 24-16. The Panthers seem to be in a different gear, running faster and playing faster. The sad thing for the Cows is that they looked good, even with no Thurston and no Morgan, and they had a bunch of other injuries during this game. However, I felt like, Ooh. The Panthers always had something doing. Like they knew something was about to happen 
and that came directly from the way Nathan Cleary is playing. The Panthers, I was actually speaking to Nathan Cleary's dad um, earlier this evening and he was also really happy with how he was going, particularly his defence. Just, <clears throat> yeah, that's Thanks, me. Dad. The Panthers just kept <laughs> making crazy passes at stick and thus making crazy plays that resulted in points. I know the cows are down at the moment, but they are still a legitimate team. And so I really think that I really think the Panthers did an excellent job, but I'm not going crazy about them just yet. They will make the finals, I'm thinking. That was six wins in a row, and I'm starting to th- back them. Sunday, didn't really get to watch the Warriors and the clap at Irony Stadium. And it's called Irony Stadium because <laughs> it's called Mount Smart. But they're not smart yet. I don't know if I like this pun direction you've taken. Uh, It's very cerebral. Anyway, the Warriors and the clap at Irony Stadium, 1636. Canberra did exactly what everybody would think. They smashed the Warriors because the Warriors will never win a game again in their lives. Uh, I didn't really get to watch it because of the Tigers game and some pre-game commitments for the Tigers. But my drinking reporter, Babes, wrote this. The Raiders looked sharp, plus showed some real steel in defence for the second half. The Warriors continue to be the most disappointing team in the rug- in the NRL. Went to shit after things didn't go their way. <laughs> the Warriors are kids at school who is good at sport, who invites us to his house to play, but takes his bat and ball and goes home when you score against him. No ticker. And... <clears throat> Before the most get, important game. Before we get to the most important game, sure. is there a race on to the bottom of the NRL ladder between the um, Warriors and the Bulldogs at the oh, moment? Wouldn't it's that be like amazing? they've pulled the cord and it's just free fall. <laughs> yeah. One of them's got a sandwich bet that they'll come second last. Re- there, was all, there was all <laughs> yeah, these... They're heavily invested in Trying to work out which now. one can get to second last and then, is, oh, we can is, last. Is there a sense of tanking going on? What's the opposite of a meteoric rise? I don't know, but hey, mm, that would yeah. be what they're doing. Yeah, I feel. But in the AFL, there's a lot at lot at stake with the draft. Oh, was he draft picks? And they have been accused of tanking in the past, but yeah. there's no such thing in the NRL. So I wonder what's going on between Des and who's coaching the. Um, it's Paul Kearney. Paul. Okay. Paul Kearney. Steve, Steve Kearney. Kearney. Mm. Yeah, he's mm. never really. He's been underneath every other excellent coach, and now he's got his own go. It's just not working. But although he he smashed them last week, saying some players really want to be here and some don't, mm. and we've got to try and work out how we can change the culture here to fix that. But anyway, hasn't done it yet. Hey, uh, speaking of fixing a culture to be the greatest people of all time, the Mighty West Tigers versus anyone but Manly at the 8th Wonder and my church. Look, I've written stuff at that time. Who fuck gives a shit what I wrote in the first half? Let's just go to the second half. First half was dismal because of penalties. And yeah. I wrote, at, at, I tweeted at the time, we get rid of the penalties, we're going to win this game. Neck minute, like obviously Ivan's on Twitter going, hey, sh- Shit, the big T's right. <laughs> Boys. It's not the Paris. <laughs> Nick, minute, we are putting... Right I mean, Noffa took two intercepts, which started... That was crazy to watch. So it's like yeah. a, it was like a replay of Each almost other. exactly yeah. the same yeah. play. And that, that started to change the um, momentum. But then we legitimately stopped doing penalties and yeah. they started... I mean, they started making big late, mistakes. Late set penalties and they started to, to do them and they got really frustrated. I was down the the Tigers were trying to score at my end in the second half and you could see they were really starting to lose their cool. Both Tavojevic's were really not happy and DCE also started to lose it, uh, which was great. Yeah. But the try that they scored at the end of the last 15 minutes, Aaron Woods... Was unbelievable. If you watch that last 15 minutes again, and I highly recommend you do, he's laying every C-bomb out. <laughs> they had Uate who broke our heart last time when we were, yeah. we were tussling with He was pretty close to breaking it this time And as then well. he, he made an excellent break at, in front of Woodsy and people gave Woods a lot of shit at, the, at that game, even though he played 80 minutes after his second um, set of origin game. But this one, Uate with about 10 minutes to go, is putting some footwork on and then boom, Woods comes out of nowhere, flattens the kid out. Three tackles later, it's their fifth. We're finally holding them down. And who lays out DCE? I'm shouting, someone put some pressure on him. He goes to kick it. Boom! Woodsy <laughs> lays the guy out. He can't get up. Teddy runs back 30 metres. Momentum completely switching. Oh, it was incredible. And then to see them score in that, in that in right in front of us, the whole place went crazy. You could just see the boys. Like, some of them just looked like they were about to cry. They haven't won a game like that in so long. To do it at Leichhardt, ugh. Oh. Especially we're, against Manly. Oh, we've yeah. lost so many of those against Manly and the Raiders recently at yep. like in the last couple of years. But we were down by a good 20 or something at one yeah, second. Yeah, it was or 14th. Yeah. So that's a huge deficit. And it was that awkward do. deficit, I think, where we were uh, still eight points 
right. behind. You know At what I mean? Stage, so it's not yeah. like and then we scored and only down by two, but then they yeah. scored, and I was like, oh, it's, it's never going to work. It's just like slightly out of reach. And then obviously, when the momentum changed in the second half, yeah, yeah. that's when it all. And they couldn't convert. They convert. They win that game. They convert their tries, and they weren't easy, but they weren't. Like from the side, they should line. get impossible. They should have got more than they did. Yeah, on oh, the first half, they dominated us, and twenty points we were going in. But really once good. the turbos and DCA lost it, yeah, you it could was tell it was, so well, it was great. It was Happy days, fantastic to watch. Um, now, my mate from junior footy, the Irish Tiger, sent in his first message via Instagram. Uh, incredible win, exactly what we needed, but a dramatic nature for our for or of our wins hides some deficiencies. Oh, don't be a realist. I haven't read this through yet. <laughs> Our goal line attack was woeful. Oh, I'm skipping some of this. And we have some dumb... No. That's censorship. Simply, <laughs> simply stuff we... No. But, yeah, don't get me wrong. The boys have done a good against the top four worthy side and I'm over the moon. Yeah, that's right, Irish Tiger. You're going to write fucking real shit on a day we win. I'm going to skip... You get skipped. Newcastle Nana messaged me as well. Congratulations. Great game. Pop is over the moon. Emoji, thumb up, emoji, thumb up. Thanks, Nan. Can I, can I predict that the Cogger Bay Eagle might have one in here somewhere? Yeah, here he comes. Come on, Bay Eagle. Soul. And I couldn't do a manly game without hearing from the Cogger Bay Eagle. <laughs> great, great win by Tigers. Manly invited the Tigers in one too many times in the end. Mm. Uh, now, what, what emojis are on that one? <laughs> I didn't have time. I looked at things. Sinking seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> now, also in amazing news, my football fairy godfather, who's one of, who works in the club, hooked me up with a, a with a wristband to get in the sheds after that game. So I ended up going back there and celebrating, back slapping with the boys. Yep. Didn't get in before the uh, team song. Doesn't it appears that no one gets in there except for the boys? But I was singing it. Outside. In the sheds, <laughs> technically, just not their sheds. And, uh, in a shed somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> With other old ladies. And uh, that was an incredible experience and I thank him deeply from the bottom of my heart. I got to have a long – I got to have – there was a person who needed from the club getting something signed by all of them so they all had to stand in front of me while I politely told them exactly why they're the greatest humans on earth individually and then I got to have a long chat with my super best friend Aaron Woods about life and everything and his fur baby and it was amazing. And Sounds like a great Sunday for you. Oof. Yeah. I just can't believe we won and that happened because I knew I was going to go back there but then um, to do it with the boys after we won. Anyway, before we move off rugby league, some interesting news broke this morning about epic Tigers legend Benji Marshall coming back to the club. Sydney Morning Herald yeah. broke. Marshall, 32, and the Tigers confirmed yesterday the club legend will be returning to Leichhardt in 2018. I'm coming home, Benji told the Sun. Oh, it's more, I'm coming home, bro, Benji told the Sun Herald <laughs> yesterday. And it's for good. I've never... Oh, my New Zealand accent is terrible. <laughs> it's for good, bro. New Zealand, number six. And it feels good. I've never wanted to leave the club. And I've tried several times to get back. And now... <laughs> and now oh I've, got me, I've got me chance. Marshall's returned to the... <laughs> The flight of the Concord. That's outrageous. <laughs> Just return to the Tigers will be one of the stories of 2018. A favourite son coming back to help the club that's going through a massive rebuild under new coach Ivan Cleary. Oh, God, here we go. <clears throat> I've come back to the club as a different person and player. I now have to come and, he- and have a good look at myself and realise how to accept responsibilities for my actions and how to fix, fix what I was doing wrong. In the past, it was easy to blame the other players instead of owning me f- my faults in errors. Marshall knows he will be playing second fiddle to the likes of Luke Brooks and new recruit Josh Reynolds, but he hopes to fit in somewhere and help educate the team. What do you boys think? Don't, I, don't at me about the uh, accent. Did uh, I see John Scandalis is coming back next year too? Uh, Scandalis around the club as it is. You're thinking of... Um, no, no, I'm just... just bringing back old people oh, 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 to play, play oh, for oh, the... Scandalis oh, Scandalis you know, never left the Tigers. <laughs> But I I'm think just, people would be pretty happy. I'm just thinking him. of the 2005 era. Oh, dude. Scott Prince might be coming back for. If we can dig him out of writing books, yeah. I think he writes. Josh Reynolds got injured, so Scott Prince might need a. We might need a. <laughs> but we've also got Brett coming back to do some kicking coaching and yeah, stuff like that. True. The old fullback and and Faf Robbie Farrell's also been signed in the front office oh, as really? of 2019. He'll be the guy that the greases people's palms when they're in the. Um, in the corporate box and things like that. Right. In the same way that Minicello does yeah, it for the, the Roosters. Roosters. 
Yeah, it's exciting. Wow, 05. Can I comment on also an improved fitness I saw for Lolo in that game? I don't know if you Ooh, noticed. Good it. point. Because I mentioned a few episodes. Oh, it's probably like four or five episodes ago now. Mm, that he we looked, were complaining about it. Well, he was super unfit. I still hate that he kicks on third. Yeah. But and that kick was not deep enough, and I was screaming yeah, at it. It was a shocker. But he looks kick? way more dangerous than he did. So mm. I think next year yeah. that's going to be really exciting. He did. He managed to kick a ball today that nearly lost five meters rather than gaining any. Yeah, his kicking game is interesting. Also. Uh, where Tenny's a Lesniak yeah. getting a try after yeah. last week would be would have been a hard game for him. And I, I saw his brother. brother. I saw his brother was there as well. He'd come to the game, and so I was mentioning to him when I was just hanging out with him in the sheds after the yeah, game. Yes, you do. That, boys. that must have been great to have it in front of his brother, and he was. He was very g'd up, and it was. Yeah. And who made that epic long pass? What's that guy's name? I'm just. I'm struggling to think of it. Lolo for Neguama's try. Who threw that huge left? Left pass. I can't remember. Uh, anyway. It happened in front of me. The only other thing is the commentary, which you wouldn't Oh, it's E.T. I think. Was no, it wasn't like, no, 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 no. It was, um, oh, anyway. Yeah. The commentary, shocking. Oh, see, I was there. I. Who was it? It was Rabs. Was okay. one. <laughs> well, he loves the Sunday afternoon. And Phil would have been there. And Andrew Johns, because I ran into it him after the game. really bad. Rabs in particular, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Right. I think he's lost his touch. Anyway, that's my comment for the game. Mm. Yeah, I wish I could remember who that was as well. Uh... I'll remember it probably 20 minutes yeah. from now. I love sport. And with that, can only mean one thing. What, oh no, sorry, what's been happening in the world of AFL, Mr. Dr. Hauser, MD? Just loving sport. Sitting on my couch watching the Swans absolutely dominate yesterday afternoon. Mm. The weather this weekend's been absolutely superb. Oh, the so good. Swans mm, stunning. playing at the SCG was unbelievable. I think I um, put something on Twitter at half-time. We were up by 75 points against Fremantle. Fremantle have been far from good. And as being a private citizen, all three of your followers would have seen that one. uh, Yeah, yeah, I couldn't retweet it. (laughs) I just put it out there. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, you can't can't retweet any of his stuff either because of the privacy. Can't change. Can't change the settings. But to earn that respect. To move on for 104 points, the Swans absolutely nailed it this weekend. And it's becoming, it's two more rounds to go. They're playing the Adelaide Crows, who are number one next week. Oof! Which Eek. is going to be an absolute nail biter because mm. we're four points out of the um, top four. Mm. So that's as good as we can hope for is to get a second chance in the finals rounds. So Richmond lost this weekend, which has brought them closer to us. Um, in that race for that number four spot. But this weekend, in terms of results, it all pretty much went to plan for um, the way the ladder's sitting. Yep. The Geelong Cats-Richmond game was probably the better of the clashes this weekend, and that was only 14 points in it between those two. Wow. But Geelong are sitting number two. Richmond are sitting in number... I think it's number four at the moment. So... So that's a great indication then of how the finals might shape up. If we play number one, two's just played four, it's yeah, quite tight. It is quite tight, but um, Adelaide, I think, will win the, um, what do you call it, the... Minor premiership. The minor premiership. Oh, right. Because they're still what six points. They're six points out of... Um, oh, they're six the, points in front. Six points in front. But you Which, get you get four points for a win in AFL. Oh. So it's not as exciting. Um but, yeah, there's some, some good news for the Swans. They're all pretty fit. Buddy kicked four goals. I'm still yeah, astounded at is... that turnaround. I know we talked about it a, f- a few weeks oh, ago, but yeah, you would never have guessed no. that it would end, or not end this way, but end up this way yeah. at this point. If you were to come back and have a look at a newspaper yeah. ten weeks ago, you would yeah. have been, what the heck, and now yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, it's all good. Mm. Um, so I'm absolutely loving the AFL at the moment. It's keeping everyone on their toes. People are doing good things. I was talking to a guy yesterday about the um, Tigers, and he reckons that they the sh- Richmond Tigers, yeah, about sorry, yeah, and he um, he was saying that the great thing about AFL is that it's such a massive equaliser that they you only really get like like premiership windows, like they do yeah. in the NFL, and yeah. so they've had two and couldn't get there, yeah, and so he's really hoping that. He doesn't feel like this is their winner, but they're in, like they're saying to open a winner, they're saying to get closer. Yeah, I would say Richmond are like the Penrith Panthers of right. the NRL. They're, Always there, but never there. Yeah, and they've all, they've got that. No one really hates them. Yeah, they're always they don't do enough to piss people off. but yeah. they're a quality team at the same time. And they this really was piss me off because they're yellow and black. 
instead of like orange yeah, and Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, how many cross-links. Um, I remember a friend of mine was a Bowman Tiger supporter but had a Tiger's scarf mm. and it was a Richmond Tiger. It was the right. It was the wrong colour. Yeah, just it's it is. off. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's just a bit off-putting. But then there's the Bulldogs and they're, like, there's so mm. many teams in the AFL. And, and am I to understand it that in AFL there's no away strip? No, they do have... The Swans do have an away strip. It's an inverse of their colours. Yeah, right. There yeah. are lots of they. They they used to be very um, uh, defined. Like yeah. you would have your colour, and and that's all you. Play. So when Geelong used to play um, Collingwood, Collingwood, they yeah. look, nearly looked identical. Yeah. <laughs> one's you black and white. When you boot one ball eighty metres down the field, you got no idea. Anyway. Well, one's black and white, and one's dark blue yeah, dark and blue. white. So and, for all intents and purposes, it's the same colour. Yeah. And yeah. And the stripes do go completely opposite ways, but when Still. you're when you're lying on top of <laughs> the head, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the AFL. And any updates on soccer ball for us, Miguel? So the Premier League started this week, hey. which I'm really excited about, mm. genuinely, because I haven't really been into it for for a while, and I'm feeling like it's a bit of buzz around this Premier League. It was interesting that I mean I always knew it, but May was when the last previous season's game was played, so it's such a short gap between. Right. Seasons, but Arsenal got up. Arsenal, at home. Never, Arsenal never stopped. They were in Australia. They were in China. Uh, but, but my point was, it's a very intense yeah. season for anyone. Anyway, they got up four three over Leicester. So at Emirates Stadium, you would expect them to win that. Uh, some excellent goals. Three against them probably indicates that defence needs <laughs> a bit of work. Unfortunately, those mistakes all came from one player. Oof. Essentially, Granite Xhaka, who's a defensive midfielder. He's a I back him as a player, but he made a few like cheap giveaways. Couldn't, couldn't uh, defend against set pieces, and that was responsible for two of the goals. Uh, Lacazette scored a goal, which is our new signing, and we yep. were discussing the importance of him getting off the mark generally, but also in the Premier League, so it's great that he scored in his first game. How's he going with the Giroud guy? Well, uh, that's my point after this. He did That goal is the tied record for quickest goal scored yeah. from a kickoff in the EPL at Ooh. 1 minute and 38 seconds. And so that was Grouse. Giroud and him were playing at the same time in the second half mm. and they looked a lot more like they'd been training together. Right. The team in general looked a lot sharper, like they've really stepped it up a gear, but it was great to see both of them passing. Giroud also got a goal at the end. Um, so ostensibly it looks like there may be some some hope there. Great. I said at last week what a boring round it was really because no big matchups. Mm-hmm. It's all sort of shit teams versus like really good teams, but you would be l- loving to know <laughs> that Chelsea lost. Oh, great. To Burnley, Burnley. FC, two to three. They only had nine players on the pitch. What a sick burn. At the <laughs> at the end of the game. Chelsea had... They had two red cards. They had Gary, oh. Gary Cahill got set off at the start for a tackle that had no contact but studs up, puts the referee in an awkward position mm. because they're pretty much forced to give a red regardless of the contact. Right. And... Kind of controversial, but really the referee, as you would say, is between a rock and a hard place. They have to make that call on the spot. Uh, seeing Chelsea, and this is a big thing, they were 3-0 down inside 45 minutes. So they had 11 players for most of the game. They were 3-0 down at Stamford Bridge, which is their home ground, in the first half. That's terrible. Which is, for guys that are defending the title, is is mm. really not a great start for them. Well, then is Burnley new to the thing? They They're not new, but they've probably been there for two or three seasons. Yeah. And they're not even... Middle of the road... There to make up numbers. Bottom of the dirt yeah. pile. Yeah. Like, just enjoying being in the Premier League. Yeah. Would totally expect them to lose, yeah. like, <laughs> Every hugely game. against Chelsea. Yeah. Um, so that happened. Um, Cesc Fabregas, who used to play for Arsenal, P-Dog, I'm sure Love you Fred know, Garrett. also got red carded. And you've got to look at their record. The last f- three or four games that they've played, including one against Arsenal in the FA Cup final, have had players red carded. Mm. They haven't played a game since the FA Cup final where they haven't had a player sent off. So is that them tossing it in or is that them just? Being I don't reckless? know, but that's bad. I mean, and this is like rookie challenges. I mean, studs up challenges are for League Two and below, you know. Yep. But these guys know how like to tackle, to, and yeah. that'll have ramifications. They're playing Spurs next week, who yeah. have also been tipped as being quite a good team. So that's going to hurt them next week. Liverpool, and you would know. Um, Where's Waldo from... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, is a big Liverpool fan. They drew three all against Watford, uh, which is also Rutley M's team of choice. Uh, He'd be loving that. Promoted Waldo would be spewing and would have some great reasons as to why Liverpool didn't win it. Uh, But Watford are a team that... Rev's fault. Essentially, yep. But Watford are a team that contended on. They've got a great youth program, so a lot of their players who end up signing with bigger clubs 
you know, do really well in these kind of games and can actually turn up the heat. They've been in the Premier League probably about the same time as Burnley, like, coming up. So they're looking a lot more dangerous. Uh, Man City beat Brighton, and Brighton are newly promoted 2-0. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing from this, the takeaway from this game as an Arsenal fan, because I'm loving that no one looks really on that, the Brighton side. Yeah, like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's so bad. No. Is that they didn't convert until the 70th minute, so they ended up winning 2-0. But for 70 minutes of the game, which is most of it, mm. it was nil all. So I'm loving that Seven none of nights. these teams look, you know, incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, Arsenal attacking on a score level looks the most put together. These mm. guys really need to work it out. So, Give me a, f- a one, two, three, four. How does it end? Well, I'm going to go with one uh, being City. <sighs> yeah, unfortunately. You're also two is Chelsea. Right? Three is Arsenal and four is Spurs, which is also going to make my brain melt. You got a different order of that? Yeah. Where's Waldo's made me dislike Liverpool, unfortunately, (laughs) so they're out. I'm excited that Man U's not um, featuring at all in your reports this weekend or in your top four. Mm. That's That's what I'm going with. I hate that I say Man City, but really, I mean, they've... It's all money, isn't it? That's where it is. Pumba, by the way. It's not Waldo. That's a newly Simone newly coined one, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City. Love that. Arsenal, che- what did I say? Arsenal, Chelsea, Chelsea, Man City, Man U. Yep. They're all reasonable. I mean, it's... it's, it's not reasonable, yeah. right. It's difficult to pick. <laughs> so that's what's happening. Excelentes. Speaking of excelentes. <laughs> I know we were just bagging Gus Gould, but his wows are the best. That sound can only mean one thing. What's wowedest in sport this week, gents? Let's keep going with you, Mogwell. So the wowing, which is actually credit to P-Doctor last week. We're always running off P-Doctor's wow. I know, because he's got so many to share with us. It's the Arsenal ladies team. Yes. Who are sort of like, I would say, industry leaders in the women's like Premier League in England and also European football. They've recently renamed the team to just simply Arsenal. Yep. In a sign of togetherness, quote the, you know, manager of the... The club, they'll only be referred to as Arsenal women's, not ladies, purely to differentiate between the two teams if they mm. ever come up in the same the article. The one would assume that you know what you're reading about if you're reading, you know, respective teams. They've been around since 87, so 30 years, and they've won 42 major honours in that Ooh, time, which is wow. actually a, an incredibly yeah. impressive feat. It's a big wow. And the consecutive wins. So they've done the double. 03-04 season, 04-05 season, 05-06 season, wow. 06-07 season, 07-08 season, 08-09 season, 09-10 season. Consecutive FA Cup and Premier League wins. So <laughs> What? It's like the greatest that's pretty outrageous team of all time. And, and an I think Arsenal they're... supporter like you didn't really know about them. Well, that's, I know, I feel awful. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> no, but they, as they I did that well and you still didn't know about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I understand it, they're the, the kind of leaders, so they're obviously, I think, trying to, Make a change yeah. Yeah. For, for, for that, which is great. And the irony is no one wants to come and play women's football because they just get dominated <laughs> by the Arsenal team. What's well, terrifying. And that's they've got they've won the Champions League once and there's a whole bunch of other things here that I've got, but 42 is more than one a year. Mm. So it's more than the men's team, particularly yeah. in recent years, mm. would ever right. hope to accomplish that kind of ratio. So that's my wow. Wow moment. Beautiful. What 19 of you Thanks, got Thanks, P-Doctor. Well, there are three wow moments again. <laughs> Let me start at the top. Can we have a rule that you can only bring one? No, Number no. one, Benji Marshall coming back to Leica. Yeah. Let's keep it short and simple. That's That'll be in the news <laughs> wow. for the rest of the year. Yeah. Number two, Sally Pearson, the hurdler. Hurdler, yeah. 100 metre hurdler. I've heard of Came her. back and... <laughs> oh, my Lord. Came back wrong with you. And won gold at the Athletics World Championships, which is... Massive because two years ago she was pretty much down and out. She snapped her tibia and fibia in her arm mm. after tripping on a hurdle in a major meet and then that ruled her out of a lot of competitions leading up to Rio and then she missed Rio because of Achilles and hamstrings and she's come back and won gold in the World Championships, which is massive. Yeah. Not to mention she's coaching herself because she's just put all the eggs in one basket so... Big wowments back in herself for sure. And at the other end of that scale is Usain Bolt. Did you watch his oh, absolute so disaster? Yeah. Wow, is this Pulled a wow, up in the 4x100. Because we've been singing that guy's praises for a long oh, time. So, wow, this is fun. And <laughs> I, don't think that wow, guy should, I don't think that guy should go out like that. <laughs> no. 4x100 no. almost guaranteed to win 
the Jamaican team and he just pulls up yeah. lame on the last 50 metres. So, so they're my wowments. <laughs> Mine's also a little bit sad but lovely. Mine's Betty Cuthbert. And the reason she's in this um, the spotlight isn't obviously a wow moment. It's very sad because the poor lady's passed away. But um, she received oh, – but what she achieved, sorry, is worthy of paying tribute to her um, with a wow. Here's an article from the ABC. Australian great Betty Cuthbert has been remembered before um, the start of action at the Athletics World Championship in London. Thanks, Pito, for tying me in. At the Olympic Stadium, the big, green, the big screen showed pictures of Cuthbert in her prime and the public address announcer asked the crowd to stand for a minute's silence. A fitting tribute to one of the greatest to ever compete, Athletics Australia tweeted. Cuthbert, the only runner to win Olympic gold medals in the 100, 200 and 400, died following a long battle with multiple sclerosis at 79. The only Australian among the 10 inaugural inductees to the Athletics Hall of Fame, and that's not the Australian one, that's the entire world's one. The only Australian, men or women, to be in the first 10 uh, was in 2012 and she... Ran, she won her treble at the 1956 Olympic Games when she was just 18. After a short retirement following the 1960 Olympics, she returned and won the 400 at the 1964 Tokyo Games, prompting the International Association of Athletics Federation to call her truly inspirational. And so, congratulations, Betty, on being such an excellent human being. Wow. Um, that's right. So it's that kind of somber <laughs> wow. Yeah. That Hugo yeah. often looks for. <laughs> watching from the sideline, watching like an eagle hawk. Yeah, eagle hawk time. What I've found interesting is the CrossFit Games. Have you Did ever seen that before? Anybody see? Yeah, I've seen a bit of that. That's Saw it on Fox the other day. Meat axes, those guys. Yeah. So Fox Sports News wrote, it's the ultimate test uh, to find the fittest human on the planet. The CrossFit Games returns to their 11th annual instalment this week, bringing together some of the world's most incredible and committed athletes. Since its inception in 2007, the event has become renowned as one of the most gruelling of all sports. Its popularity continues to soar, with Forbes labelling CrossFit one of the fastest growing sports in America. Everyone can enter, and then they whittle it down to the five best from particular regions all over the world. So they do normal things you'd expect, like versions of triathlons and strength displays, but they also run obstacle courses like the Ninja one, and they do like backward handstand runs and things like that <laughs> to find the fastest time. Call me crazy for ignoring the insane amount of advertising this is for CrossFit, but is there room for this becoming a real thing? Could this be as, a, as popular as the Olympics or at least as popular as the Commonwealth Games? Well, there are gyms popping up everywhere with just CrossFit, CrossFit, CrossFit. It's everywhere. And we're sitting next to the man who was probably the closest to this. <laughs> but see, I was, I was fiercely opposed to... Being fit. When I used to train a lot. Well, you, I am now fiercely. <laughs> and we fiercely agree with you in every respect. CrossFit, unfortunately, is synonymized not so much anymore in the wake of all this CrossFit game stuff with like very irresponsible use of heavy weights yeah, to promote right. functional strength, resulting in rhabdomyolysis, pow, mm. uh, and other like ailments. Uh, I'm sure it's come a long way since then, but there was a time when. It was sort of like the joke of the fitness community. Yeah, right. It is good to see that it's actually now like a thing. And but could it be as important? Like it's such crazy. It's like it's so it's like popular. Ninja. Yeah. What's that thing called? That we Ninja Warrior. Yeah, but like for reals. Yeah. Olympic and Ninja even uh, you know those gyms that pop up like F forty five. I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah, a sort of grounded. I think in CrossFit. <laughs> definitely. Oh, I don't not. go to any gym. What are you laughing at? <laughs> the fact that uh, the way I said, yeah, uh huh, <laughs> yeah, the F forty five. You have to go there. You've definitely heard of it. No, I've seen the 24 I don't think it'll be as popular, but it definitely is. There's even a few documentaries on Netflix, if you want to watch them, about a guy called Rich Froning, hmm. who was declared the world's strongest man because that's all the title you get. Yeah. So is this the, the same as like that old Weepix strongest man competitions where they're lifting massive boulders? Yeah. Are we talking the same No, that's deal? strong men. They, is that kind I, of crap though? I used to love that. And you get points for like being able to do, because you do all the things, like you do the strong man thing and the running thing yeah. and the swim, the bike, the handstand yeah. thing, and you get points considering how great you were and at the end of it they work out who's right. the most ultimate stinger of all time. Right. Mm. Crazy idea. None uh, of us though. Miguel. What's so your... this is a crossover between a wow and a watching, but and it's the kind of watching thing I love to find because I found it on a, a feed of a person I follow on Facebook who I went to high school with who I have nothing to do with anymore and I generally don't read the dross that they post, but an article came Just across. from the sidelines. And it's tying in a lot with what Pubes was saying about Usain Bolt, who pulled up lame, as you say, in the relay, that he's not actually, according to statistical modelling, the greatest athlete of all time. So the CSIRO did a study 
of like athletes over this is contentious the last 80 years. I'm thinking about years. shutting your mic off. <laughs> I'm yeah. just thinking about and his records haven't had much funding recently. I, know. So. <laughs> I thought it was really They're interesting. Some <laughs> his records have to be compared relevance. and related to the advances in athletics. So obviously the turf technology training regimes, God forbid. Have you seen his training regimes? Yeah, I've seen it. He's in Jamaica with like a gold bobsled that someone sits on <laughs> and he runs as hard as he can. So... That's just cool, though, Jets. No, but it was interesting because there's obviously been a decline in the times for the 100 and 200 metres, as you would expect, and the men's is now below 9.8 seconds. Uh, And it turns out that he – I'll read it from the article. Bolt is the world's fastest man of all time, over 100 metres and 200 metres, but the title of world's greatest athlete goes to Lee Evans of the United States who broke the world record in the men's 400 metres at the Olympics in 1968 in Mexico City. And you'd sit there and go, well, how can you say that? They've applied this thing called a Weibull distribution, right, where mm. they account for rare events like world wars where where people were are getting killed, are getting taken, like the yeah. pool of male athletes has yeah. been depleted because mm-hmm. they've gone to serve their country. So according to this study, because of the circumstances surrounding this Lee Evan ch- Chaps' winning, uh, makes him a better athlete than Usain Bolt. So Usain Bolt features as third and eighth and Lee Evans, Ron Clark, yeah. who's yeah. number two. Uh, Pavo Numi, uh, Michael Johnson is number ten, who we'd all all know. Mike, yeah, to Mike, yeah, from the USA, craziest running. Style yeah, and ever. also yeah. for the for they did the same thing for female athletics and Florence Griffith Joyner, who is well known but not synonymized with being you know best runner. I just thought it was a really interesting take. Michael Jordan, then, <laughs> then I'm out. You wish, <laughs> then I'm out. because everyone's looking at, at Bolt now, and there is no doubting that he's an incredibly yeah you know. Spec- How can he be on three different spots? I don't know, but I read it and I was very interested. So <laughs> Different vintages. It's a bit like And I'm loving that he, the obscure find. See, I don't reckon oh, you're not, no one like else would have found that. I, so I, I watched a video about him the other day about how his feet work and stuff like that. Was I love science. Well. The fact that they yeah. can apply it. I mean, you're right. He has all ideas yeah. of yeah. Usain Bolt. Uh, it was a bit upsetting to read, really. Oh, he's yeah. really not the greatest. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm Doogie Well, there's another. It's been an ongoing thing for a long time. The Super Rugby debacle. Oh, yeah. Super rugby. I'm oh, talking yeah. about the recent announcement Dropping. that Western Force have been dropped from the ARU, um, or this ARU have had to eliminate one of the four teams. Yeah, and so, they've been the one. And Western Force. Apparently, they're going to contest Melbourne that Rebels choice. were on yeah. the chopping block for the last eighteen to eighteen months to two years, and they both took court action, and they were, and it's mm. just they still are, I think. Well, Melbourne Rebels are still in courts, but yeah. the reason why the ARU could announce it was because their arbitration between the Western Force and them came to a head where they could say, all right, Western Force, you're the one, chop. Yep. Yeah, you're done. And that couldn't be easy for the ARU because they're struggling financially in a very competitive world with AFL. Absolutely I was having a conversation dominating. with a colleague Over there in WA. saying that yeah. the Super Rugby, and this is someone who grew up playing Rugby Union... It's like the last code he would watch you know, at the pub on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he'd rather sure. watch a game of league or yeah. Like, yeah. AFL's yeah. massive over there. Yeah. But in interesting, like, well, but sorry, sorry, I was talking to someone about it today though. There is such a large South African community in WA that yes. lo- that would get behind whoever's there. Yeah. So although there is a large Australian community that would, that loves AFL and it's huge there, yeah. there is also a completely untapped large community that don't want to watch AFL or really rugby league. Mm. But they would all go for a lot of them would go for their South African teams true. back home in too. The super yeah, but the in, in terms of the player management, like they've got that yeah. huge surplus of professional athletes uh-huh. now looking for a job somewhere. Yep. And the it six sounds of like them are Wallabies. Yeah, six mm. of them just got named in the Wallabies squad. Mm. But it sounds like the NRL have gone in for the swoop. WA NRL have decided that they're going to put two teams in the under-20s and something in the New South Wales competition to hopefully give these guys a chance to come into a new code. Yeah. Yeah. Find a new job, I feel sorry for the the Western Force because they were the third team that's... Um, came into the oh sorry fourth team that came in so yeah, they've got after the, the original three Waratahs the Brumbies and the yeah. Reds mm. and then the Western Force then the Rebels but these players have to go somewhere and look at WA look at Perth you've got two AFL teams is that right you've got two the Fremantle teams line. yeah and the and then you've got Union that's it look at Melbourne 
How many AFL teams have they got? Six, seven? A lot. Then there's a very competitive, like a very successful rugby league team there as well. You've got yep. two A-league teams. Yeah. Yep. Why the hell are you trying to jam another, like out of the, all of those, you, you're not going to take Melbourne. Perth has a soccer team, has an yep. A-league team, yep. right? So you've got one soccer team, two AFL teams, or seven AFL teams, two soccer teams, and a rugby league team. But what, Melbourne seem to do sports so well. But do they? Do people turn up to Rebels games? They do know, turn up. They do turn up for sport. One hundred percent, I agree. Yeah. They they smash. They turn up to everything. Do they turn up to rebel games? Well, they're not financially viable, so I doubt it. Don't know. Yeah. If people were turning up, they probably wouldn't be in this. It is a big wow moment, though. You're yeah. uh, sorry, big eagle hawk moment because it's crazy. It's it's the rabbitos of the rugby yeah, union. That's like right. Anyway, the, the tipping that doesn't have a sound. Yeah. Bite. Bite. Uh, we have no way of working out who's up or who's down, so I'm just it's safe to assume that I'm winning. Uh, <laughs> Let's tip for this week and write it down so that we don't forget. We have the Paramata Seals playing the Shitans. That's on Thursday night at Withdrawal Stadium. Oofed. Who do we like? I'll take the Paramata Eels. I'll take the Seals also. Yeah, great. Navy Seals, thank I've you. I've also got those. They're paying $1.35 last time I looked. Uh, for the, Bet responsibly. I don't know why I'm telling you the odds. <laughs> uh, on Friday night... The Rabbitohs are going to take on the Warriors. That's again at Withdrawal Stadium. Rabbitohs. Rabbits. The Warriors will never win another game this season. So, yes, I continue that. Uh, the later game that day, we've got the Bronx versus the Dragons. That's up at Brisbania. Ooh. I think the Broncos will win. But I hope the Dragons can do something good. I'd love Dragons no, to I'm win. Dragons just for... Yeah, I'm going to have to still tip the Bronx, but I'd love the Dragons to get up. First game on Saturday at uh, Greasy Food Stadium. The Knights are taking on the Storm. First versus last. <laughs> oh, the Knights are in form. I tell you. They're in Storm. What are you trying? <laughs> oh! <laughs> a Night Storm. Oh! <laughs> if we're talking about world's best athletes and you can get all these data, I think if we focus on the Knights the last two weeks. I'm the data monster. Melbourne's won both those weeks as well. You want to yeah, keep, but, put that data yeah, into them that, as well? It's going to be Storm for sure. There is nuts. no way the Knights will win. Are you? Go Knights. You fucking idiot. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, this is oh, great That's tipping. the greatest. There's no consequence for t- making stupid <laughs> tips. Yeah, I just love it. Says so you right now. Yeah. Who's recording this? <laughs> uh, so I'll take the storm. Then the middle Saturday game is the Rooting Stars versus the Australia's greatest rugby league team, the West Tigers. Take that's Tigers. at uh, Please Ensure Me Stadium. <laughs> Allianz yeah. uh, I'll take the Tigers Ditto I've got to take the Tigers And unfortunately One of my Relos is Baptising Or cremating Or sewing something To one of their kids <laughs> Something religious It's about the same thing Right Yeah And a water Someone's got to sprinkle one's water a bit on hotter, One's a bit hotter than So the other. I can't go to that game <laughs> <laughs> It burned uh, Jesus <laughs> So I unfortunately can't go to You better to figure out which one you're going to, man. <laughs> so I just have to turn up. Actually, one, I wouldn't have to bring a present. Yeah, I should work it out. <laughs> and the last game that day is the Cows and the Sharks, and that's all the way up in the tropics. I'm going to go ca- Cows on that one. This is actually a tough one. I'll take the Sharks. The betting's almost split on it, but responsibly. You took Cows and Sharks, did you? I'm having Sharks. Well, you having Sharks. I'll take... No, I'll go the Fish and Chips as well. Um, the first Sunday game, we've got the Raiders and the Panthers, another excellent game, and that's at I'm Cold Stadium. I'm Cold. <laughs> I did, that's actually, I didn't make that one up. That's full credit to the boys, and I'll give you full credit, boys. I'm taking the Panthers. <laughs> Local man busted for not giving full credit to the boys. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Fired up. Panthers That's for Tudor Advocate. I'm going to get Panthers too, yeah. And who'd you take? Panthers. No, I'll take the Raiders. And uh, the last game on Sunday is the bottoming out Bulldogs. And the G, I hope it's not the Manly Seagulls who win at Withdrawal Stadium. I'm going to back the Cogger Bay Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write yeah, that. Yeah, Cogger Bay Eagle is a friend of mine. I'm going to write their tweet right now. Yeah. <laughs> I really want the dogs to bottom out, so let's hope that that happens. I hereby declare Miami to be Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. Luck of the week. Uh, let's just see how our locks went last week. P-Dog, how did you feel? Nailed. Nailed it. 104 points. Do we get a bonus for that? No. Nah. <laughs> I nailed also, and that's my first Ooh. lock that's come up since we've done locks. So, yeah. 
Excellent uh, high-fiving, <laughs> sir. And the Astros got me up by one run, seven to six, so it's keeping me alive. I've only got one more to do, Hauser. Um, can I just... Is anyone keeping check of these scores? That I'm happy to, the I'm happy to screenshot tigers, them. Um, They're still there. They're there forever. You can go yeah, and check them. <laughs> is this minor league baseball or major league baseball? <laughs> Peewee. Uh, what have you, now that you're sitting over there really shitty about your uh, sandwich bit, what was your lock for this week? Now, I'm throwing out the whole idea of a lock and just going for another <laughs> good idea to tip the Swans to beat number one, Ooh, the Adelaide Crows. Yeah. So there's definitely no sense of lock about the it. The more you put on, the more you get back. That's exactly right. I'm going... Because Sorry to interrupt you. No, well, that's okay. <laughs> I didn't actually make a lock, so I'm now just looking for one. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal have been the only team to give me a lock thus far. Yeah. So I'm locking Arsenal next week against Stoke. Love it. And mine is the Dodgers again to beat San Diego again, and that'll happen later tonight. And I can't wait to see what the Dr. MD tells me who wins. Let's look at <laughs> let's look at sandwich bets. I'm dangerously close to taking my lock bet from the doctor. Um, how much longer, Miguel, are we waiting for you to finally amp up a sandwich bet? I'll put one on next week, I reckon. Ooh, next yeah. week. Have you, got an, have you got any ones this week? When I win back 10 from Pat Picanti, reckoning she can eat 50 fucking nuggets. Oh, thank oh, you. Let's talk about that. Wow. So we were at, I'm sorry for running over time, but this is a great story. We were uh, having a drink after work, after the paste factory. This is uh, the most outrageous story you'll hear this week. <laughs> and more outrageous than me going and celebrating with the boys in the sheds. The She's trying to tell me, I, I often ask people, what's your strategy to eat fish and chicken nuggets? She's like, strategy, like, I just eat, I just it. eat them because I love easy. chicken nuggets. All right. She said, the only reason I've never done it is because no one's going to pay for it. All right. I'm in the same boat. Miss Picanti, <laughs> I I bet you I will pay for your 50 chicken nuggets, but when you can't eat them, you've then got to give me the opportunity. You've got to pay for 50 chicken nuggets for me. And then if... And a sandwich. If one of us wins, like I'll give you... Who, yeah. that, well, the winner gets a sandwich. Yeah. I am giving her somewhat of a head start in that if she does it, does then it I don't even get a chance. Yeah. But she was then messaging me all Friday night. I'm getting chicken nugget anxiety. Oh. She started <laughs> to research really it. Nervous. She started to type into Google like, "How do you eat chicken nuggets?" And amazingly, <laughs> there are articles about it. Wow. Anyway, she's now um, shitting her pants. Me, by it's the way, not something you do on a Friday. Tell her to watch the Jamie Oliver. <laughs> tell her to watch the Jamie Oliver documentary about what chicken nuggets are made of. No, I'm not doing that yet. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, uh, I'm called the Big T for a bunch of reasons, and one of them is my waistline. I f- went, left drinks, going home, bought 24, and ate them from McDonald's to the fucking bus stop. That's three <laughs> blocks. <laughs> and I was just like, we're going to kill Pat McCartney with this. She's got a couple of eggs. She's in so much trouble. Much actually, the- actually, that's my lock of the week, is Pat McCartney <laughs> <laughs> is not finishing 50 Nuggets. Oh. The, much, I'm also much, worried about firing her up too much because oh, so, the moment we put that on sandwich bet bookies, so many people were like, "Can I get tickets? Can I? Where is it going to be?" So how much does a fifty nuggets cost? It's twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. They do ten for twenty four. So. People are underestimating how much chicken or not chicken is in fifty fucking nuggets. Yeah, what's the weight on that? I don't. I don't uh, I'll tell anyway, you after I eat it. Can you wait? I don't know, emotionally well, we wait before the waiting afterwards. Here's the next segment. And all your supporters turning up. Yeah, this is a new segment called Thank Yous. Scott Prince there thanking me and every other West Tigers fan back at the end of 2005, which was the most fitting way for us to start our thank yous for all of what yous do. I'd like to give thanks to yous, uh, to the pod's biggest fan outside of our immediate family, at one Eye Tiger underscore, who has gone above and beyond giving us an iTunes review. That's right, something as easy as reviewing our podcast when you listen to it I'll get you a place in this segment. That legend wrote, <laughs> Join the biggest tiger in Bowman's brightest apartment with some of his best friends to discuss all things NRL and other sports and entertaining listen best enjoyed with a beer. <laughs> oh, oh, that's thank yous. Five stars. Thank yous at one eyed tiger underscore. Any other thank yous? Yeah, bruh. I'm thanking Pat Picanti for volunteering to eat 50 nuggets. Yeah. And also my mum who listens to the podcast every Week. Oh, big shout out, yeah. Jenny. Yep, yeah. good there's job. There's a lot Danny. of dedicated, there's some dedicated listeners out there. Yeah, our yeah. immediate family's excellent at this. I've got to thank. <laughs> she's up to date too. She's not referencing old episodes. Right. She's she's right up there. So Because yeah. that's because iTunes is so good, it keeps them up to date. I know. And she but knows how to use I'm it. I'm going to thank an inanimate object. My <laughs> an inanimate <laughs> <cover> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> My scooter for the last. Um, <laughs> 
eight years. Finally got replaced. We've got to get some music behind that. <laughs> if you saw it sitting out in the front on the um, busy road that I live on, not to be mentioned on this podcast, no. but it got replaced this weekend and it's going to go to the records this week. Aww. So sad, sad times. I know the feeling of Had some good moments. Thank you. Automobile to the records. Thank yous. And with that, please tune in next week to find out from the doctor who took a shot at goal, missed, but is still get given a point. Miguel telling us about the excitement of watching people pretend to hurt themselves well enough to be given a chance to kick a ball at a man wearing gloves. And from me, explaining in nauseating detail how the West Tigers can still win the NRL Premiership again. And you can be part of our super best friendness by getting in contact with us on the socials. You can find us on Facebook, Insta and Twitter at SportsBS. We'd love to hear from you. Get involved. Talk to you then, sports best friends. Yeah.